is Kai Guy coming not live from New Hampshire. And today, well, today I'm going to be interviewing country superstar Adrian Brannon. I'm super excited for this interview. She has recently entered the world of politics, just as I did last episode. And she's done that by supporting my dad as well. So today I'm going to interview her, and let's just jump right in. All right. right. So, um, I'm going to start by asking you to introduce yourself. So, would you mind introducing yourself to my audience? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Adrienne Brannon. I'm a singer, songwriter, author, and a cowboy girl. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So, now we're going to jump right into the other questions. So, I'm going to start with, what was it like growing up all over the place? Ooh, it was super fun. It's it's actually funny looking back on it now because I won't tell you how old I am, but I'm older. <laughs> looking back on uh, on life now, I'm really grateful for the experiences that I had um, growing up overseas and all over. When it was going on, it felt like a big adventure. Um, and I remember sometimes when I was a little bit younger, kind of wishing that we stayed in one place more so that I could have like a hometown or, you know, get to know people for a little bit longer periods of time. Um, and now I'm super, super thankful for it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I still move around a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, what places were, did you grow up in? Like specifically? Um, so I was born in California and then my family moved to Nevada and we moved back to California and then we moved to Scotland. Um, and I absolutely love Scotland. I've actually gone back since I've uh, gotten older and I still love it and miss it. <laughs> Thank you. So when did you start becoming interested in country music or just music? So I've always been, I'm a really loud, obnoxious person, and I love music. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what kind of noise it is. If it's if it's music, I love it, um, as evidenced by my playlist right now, which is a kind of a combination between Frank Sinatra and Mongolian throat singing. Um, <laughs> so I think for me, you know, my family always listened to cowboy music growing up. Um, we listened to guys like, and I don't know if you're familiar with them, but like Ian Tyson and uh, Tom Russell and Don Edwards, guys like that. And I always really loved it. Um, but I actually really was more passionate about classical music and opera when I was younger. So cowboy music for me didn't really come on the scene uh, until I was about 13, 14, which is when I started performing professionally. Oh. So my parents are pretty into it. They um, they kind of go to like rodeos with uh, in like Nebraska and Las Vegas. But um, I've listened to a bit of it. Um, so when did you start? So you said 13, 14 is when you started. Did you start by performing other people's or doing your own? Oh, right. Great question. Actually, funny enough, and this is kind of a joke in my family. I don't know about you. I'm I'm the youngest in our family. I'm the baby, and everybody is uh, is um, always kind of laughing at, at how I got started with this. I wrote a couple of songs um, just for fun, literally just about the things that I was passionate about, which were horses and cattle and and stories about cowboys in the West and um, 
the opportunity came up to sing at, on an open mic, uh, which is where, you know, somebody just gets up on stage and sings to everybody or nobody. And it was one of those, one of those moments where I'm pretty sure my parents thought that I was going to chicken out at the last minute and be like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And Kai, I'm not kidding you. I've been playing the guitar for about two weeks when I got up on stage and played <laughs> these two terrible songs that I had just written. And, uh, and it was the, it was the funnest thing in the world. Absolutely terrified, but it was really fun. So, uh, that, that first, that first time I was singing my own stuff. Yeah. So now that's really cool. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I do a podcast, but I've never done anything like that in person. So I think that that's amazing. How long, so, you, how long have you had the podcast, Kai? Uh, since I was nine. So uh, end of 2019, I started it. This is really, I was listening to some of your previous episodes. This is fantastic. Congratulations. I'm excited to see what you do with it. <laughs> Thank you. So you've written a couple of albums. Which one would you say was easier to write? Ooh, another really good question. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that they all actually, none of them were probably very easy, um, mm -hmm. but they all had very distinct and very different challenges about them. Um, my first album was easy to write because I wasn't actually focused on what I was and this is going to sound terrible, but I didn't think that much about the songwriting. I, I was just writing down what came to me. And a lot of the time that that kind of um, came to fruition in the form of ballads, which are just these really long stories, basically put to music, you know. Um, and then as I got older and a little bit more experienced, my songwriting developed um, and, and changed a lot. So I think probably the easiest album though technically um was this this latest one desert well and mama um it was kind of the the realest uh album i guess that i've that i've written and um i think that was just because i kind of planned on that being my last album and so i just kind of went all right well i'll just do exactly what i want and i, I didn't worry about what anybody thought so there was kind of complete freedom with that so probably desert and mama all right that's pretty cool so i'm not sure if you've had time to listen to my last episode um where the kai guy show entered the world of politics and so i'm wondering if you have i was going to ask you is are is this kind of you entering the world of politics in choosing to support my dad or have you done things like this before I have not done things like this before, actually. And I thought it was wonderful that you had your dad on the podcast. He and I were actually talking about it the other day. And I, I think that this is a way of me getting the opportunity to learn more and to learn from people who I respect across the board. Um, I think probably like you, I see your dad as a very level-headed, very clear-headed, you know, he's a businessman and I really appreciate that. Um, and I respect people who respect our ag industry as well. Um, I don't know if he told you, but when I met him, he was wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat uh, <laughs> at a formal event. And 
it's it's a wonderful thing to run across somebody who is willing to give of themselves um, in the world of politics because I think as probably um, you know more than anybody as a family member of somebody entering that world, it takes a village and you're giving a lot of yourself. Um, but we need people like your dad who are willing to step up, show up and represent the real people of America. Yeah. So thank you <laughs> uh, kind of on his behalf, but thank you. We're cheering so him on. <laughs> yes. So I've heard that you're going to be studying at Georgetown. So what are you studying and why that topic? Gosh, you just have great questions. It's fantastic. Well, actually, so I'm not sure when you're releasing your podcast, but this is actually the first time anybody has um, asked me about it or knows about it because I haven't even told my followers yet. So <laughs> you guys heard it on Kai Guy show first. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be attending Georgetown in the fall, which is really exciting. And I have no idea how this happens so quickly. We start classes next month. Um, and I still feel like I'm like in April of 2019. <laughs> um, but I will be at the Security Studies Program and I'll be focusing on terrorism and substate violence. So my, my interest in that primarily originated from starting to read about violent extremism um, after kind of viewing what was going on in uh, smaller communities um, around the U.S. and my own observations about what was happening in rural America um, over the, the last few years. So I'm, I'm excited to see where that takes me. I'm also very interested in um, the effect of violence um, in America and around the world on women and children. And so I'm, I'm really excited to be to be going to Georgetown, to be in a, a new place, new challenges, attacking new new goals. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's pretty, um, I don't know, exciting maybe? It's very exciting. It's a little nerve wracking too though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I bet. So um, what was your book? What was your book about? So I will make sure, I, I think I've given a copy to your dad, but I will send you a copy as well. So uh, it's called Dear Cowgirl, and it's actually a book of poetry. Um, it's called Letters to Women. And it was specifically focused towards supporting the women and the girls within the ag industry and the ranching slash cowboy world um, that I'm involved with because I started writing this open letter to women quite a few years ago, purely on accident. Uh, a young woman wrote and asked me for advice about a situation that she found herself in. And I wasn't exactly sure how to respond. So I just wrote, dear cowgirl. Um, and I ended up sharing this letter online on social media and people started sharing it. it was crazy and now we have an online platform called dear cowgirl that's a, a group that's a support group for people around the globe um we have you know social media pages 
and we have meetup groups where people have met friends in person and they show up and, and they're friends in real life. Um, so Dear Cowgirl kind of started as a book of poetry and it's turned into more of a social movement now, which has been really excited to watch uh, the growth and what's happened to it. <laughs> Sorry about my dog. Um, That's the best thing ever. What kind of dog is it? He's a golden. Douglas, come. My dog Lefty is sitting here on the chair looking at me like, what are we What are we doing now, mom? Why am I not a part of this? Oh, hi, buddy. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. <laughs> I love it. He's getting frustrated because people are pulling up to the house, but. <laughs> You've got a good guard dog. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I forgot to mention before, but my dad actually has a security studies degree and he was, um, I, I'm thinking maybe you could help him with policies. <laughs> well, that would be exciting. You know, that was one of the things when we first met that we were, um, that we had a lot of fun discussing and I actually got a lot of great tips from your dad because this whole venture for me is definitely very new. Um, it's a completely different realm and it's, it's one that doesn't exactly require cowboy boots, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not going to be leaving the cowboy boots anywhere. <laughs> really interesting. I mean, <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? I have a blue healer. His, well, I, he's a blue healer mix. He's very long legs for a blue healer. He is, um, used to be a ranch dog, kind of. He's scared of cows, which makes him a really terrible cow dog. Um, and now he's living the life of luxury here in, in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and I think I think he's a big fan of it, actually. <laughs> so I, I hear that you might be writing another book, and I was wondering what that one is about. Yes, so I actually just finished it. Um, it's another book of poetry. So Dear Cowgirl has kind of become um, a series at this point. So the second book is going to be a much, it, it has been a much um, bigger endeavor. So the first book contained 35 poems. Um, and that was, it was definitely a challenge. I mean, it was my first book and I did a lot of things wrong with it. And a lot of things, there were a lot of opportunities to learn. Um, but with the second one, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to do something that was something uh, more substance. And so this book has a hundred poems and it has proper chapters and a bibliography and a really fun uh, introduction that's being um, contributed by an amazing uh, person from the rodeo industry that is going to be writing on mindset and discipline and um, kind of facing the challenges that life throws at you. So this is this is a little bit bigger of a uh, of a project than the first one. Yeah. So. I'm going to end with another question about singing. So was there like a one event, like maybe during the open mic where you realized that you wanted to do singing, like kind of as a career? You know, it's funny, actually, this is, this is a really interesting question, Kai. So every morning I, I journal, I sit down and I write for a few hours. Usually I just kind of try and get out all my thoughts on paper um, as soon as I wake up, right after I get a cup of coffee. And one of the things I was asking myself this morning um, was about my attitude towards my work. 
And it's actually been funny because becoming a professional performer when you're that age, 13 or 14, very quickly, the thing that you're passionate about, which is music, that you're naturally maybe more, um, you kind of have a propensity towards being a creative soul that immediately is taken and kind of tried to be put into a format that can be marketed. And so in a way, I think I always, after that first time on stage, had this mindset that I had to make my craft be something that would work for other people. And so in a way, I think that that almost stopped me from producing as good of music as maybe I could. And it's something that I'm still learning, but I still remember, I still remember the performance that made me go, this is what I was meant to do. And that was at the uh, RFD TV's American, which is a big rodeo that was held in uh, Arlington um, in Fort Worth, Texas. And it was the biggest, the biggest place I'd ever sung in. And I had uh, no in-ears, which in-ears are these things that you use when you're in a big arena so that you can still hear yourself. And I'd never used them and, and they weren't available at that time. And so you were singing over this delay, this really like weird 10 second delay of yourself. So when you would be singing one thing, you'd be singing over it. And it was very challenging, but I remember like halfway through singing America the Beautiful going, huh, like literally one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I'm having so much fun, like that just bubbly feeling of joy. Um, and I think I've always had that to a certain extent when I'm on stage, but that was one of those moments where it was really kind of driven home to me that, yep, I'm right where I need to be. <laughs> so do you have any advice for listeners on how they can have a career that they enjoy, really? You know, I think being, and this is maybe going to sound a little cliche, but being honest with yourself about what really gets you excited you know, we live in a world that definitely encourages a lot of kind of the busy mindset and the push, push, push mentality. Um, but it seems like from what I've observed of human nature, the people who have peace and true joy in their careers are the people who are doing things that they're passionate about, that they care about. And so when you have something to look forward to, that you believe in, you're able to pop up in the morning and go, I'm so excited to show up to work today. Even when there are challenges that you're gonna be facing, that's, that's an essential part of, of a career. That's an essential part of your life, is having that passion and that belief in that thing. So I would say, as corny as it sounds, find that thing that gets you up in the morning, that gets you ticking, that gets you excited, and that gives you those tickles in your tummy and chase it. Don't let anything get in your way. Thank you. It was really fun to interview you. It was lovely getting to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me on, Kai. I really appreciate it. So thank you once again for joining me, Adrian. It's been an honor to have you on, someone with such a large following. Um, I hope your followers, if any of them are listening, enjoyed this. And I don't really have much else to say, so I guess I'll see you guys next time on... 
The Kai Guy Show.